Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in Sunday, San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called a Recovery and Restoration. I'm sure that all of you out there will agree that the scriptures are an extreme blessing written by God, our Father, to you and me. It's an extremely awesome book that's filled with extremely awesome promises God has made to us, his children. Promises that our God said in his word that he's willing and wanting to do for me and you. One of those extremely awesome promises is to bring recovery and restoration of all that's been lost and or stolen in our lives, including all the precious relationships that's been lost and or stolen in our lives. All we have to do is believe God's promise of recovery and restoration is true, cooperate with him by doing whatever he says to do, and it'll be a promise that God does for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you about what the Bible God's gave me and you has to say about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. I'm talking about the person that God's bringing back. Sometimes when a person is away for a period of time, they run into this thing called life. And life will teach you some things. And you also run into somebody called God. And God will teach you some things. Because when he received the blessing, remember when he went out, he got blessed. Got a chance to meet God, praise God, set up an altar for God. And got a chance to be able to, you know, God blessed him and started telling him that the covenant was on him now. That covenant was with him and his covenant was with him and everything like that. And so God stayed with him and began to start teaching him things and begin to start developing him and cause him to begin to start changing. Until we hit the point that we don't have time to go there, God told him, it's time for you to go home now, boy. It's time for you to go home now. This wasn't Jacob's idea to come home. This was God's idea to come home. Remember that when your Jacob start coming. This wasn't Jacob's idea to come. This was God's idea to come. He was just being obedient to God to go and go home. Scared, but he's going to come home and obey God. Nervous, but he's going to obey God and he's going to come home. Scared about what might happen to him when he get there because he remember how he wronged the person that he coming back to. See, one of the things that we need to understand is that you ain't the only one that's going to go through what you go through when this restoration begins to happen like God intends to. They're going to have to fight some things inside of them, too. Where the devil's going to be trying to finish the job that he started by making sure that the restoration never occurs like it's supposed to. So he's going to be riding them about what can happen. Riding them how they're not going to be received. And in Jacob's case, riding him about he's going to die. Because his brother wasn't able to find him before. But he's about to go back to where his brother is. And he remember how his brother is. Can I pause button right there? 
Just like you remember how they were when y'all broke up. They remember how you were when they broke up. And they remember who you were. You was cantankerous. You was mad. You wanted to rip one off in them. You was nasty. You was ice cold. I'm going to get to yours if I haven't got to it yet. You was cussing them out, going off on them, riding them. you asking 99 questions per, per every 15 minute stint. You wasn't trusting them. You wasn't dealing with them. You might have had a good reason to not trust them. But they remembering all of this too. And this is what they're thinking they got to come back to. But look at the power of a covenant and a relationship with God. That they will press through. And said, let's go. So he went. Genesis chapter 32, please. He ran into God. In fact, as he was on his way back, he ran into God again. Verse 32. It says in verse 1, and Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him. Notice that as he began to go in the direction that God told him to, the angels of God met him again to be able to walk with him along the way too, to be able to help encourage him and to be able to help him because he's a messenger of God that's there to strengthen him and help him to be able to get and do what he said do because anytime you obey God, God's going to get in the middle of this to be able to do what he said do because God's going to give you the strength and the power to do it. God is going to be giving them the strength and the power to keep putting one foot in front of another and keep moving forward, to keep coming, even to a place where they, where they think imminent danger is, they still going to come. Even... Whether they think they're going to run into the pain and the hurt when they get there, they still going to come. Here they come. And that's what he did. Drop down to verse six. So. Make it. No, don't make it six. Go down to verse three. It says, and Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of that place, Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall ye speak unto my Lord Esau. Unto my who? Lord. Okay, remember, when he received the blessing, Esau was supposed to serve him. But he's willing to get into a submissive position when he comes. He's already demonstrating humility to the point that he's willing to get into a submissive position when he comes. Which means, once again, he ain't the same person who he was that, 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 that was the one that, that they broke up with in the first place. He said, thy servant Jacob saith thus, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now. And I have oxen and asses and flocks and men servants and women servants. And I have sent to tell my Lord, my what? That I may find grace in thy sight. Give me. Cut a, cut a brother some slack. Let me find some grace in your sight. This is what his hope is. Is that I'm going to come back. I know I don't deserve it. But hopefully you'll extend a little grace into my life when I get there. I got all this other stuff. But what I don't have is your grace. And I'm asking you for it. I'm asking you for it. And the messenger returned to Jacob. Okay, here come the messenger back. Now, of course, this is just the next verse, but, you know, time passed. 
And the messenger returned to Jacob saying, we came to thy brother Esau. And also he cometh to meet thee. And 400 men with him. Okay. <laughs> Remember he went. He, Jacob ran from one person. Now 401 coming at him. <laughs> 401. Didn't even, didn't even give him an answer. Usually when you send a messenger, say, this is what they said. He said, well, you go back and tell him I said this. And then he come back. So that means he has no idea what the 401 going to do when they going to show up. So what you will do then, uh, you probably never did this. I probably am the only one that did this. Since I don't know what they going to do. I'm going to place in there the last thought I had about them. And that's what they're going to do. They coming to rip one off in me. He by himself was going to slay me, hurt me. Now he got some backup, 401 about to show up. Oh, my goodness. Let's see what he thought about that. <laughs> Verse 7. Then Jacob was greatly afraid he ran away before for being afraid now that was one person now we up to 401 he greatly afraid and distressed and he divided the people that was with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels into two into two bands well see this is important because jacob became afraid and distressed so he began to resort back to his Jacob ways, start coming up with a plan to be able to make sure that he don't get as jacked up as he can. And said, hey, if Esau come to the one company and smite it, then the other company, which is left, shall escape. At least I'm walking away with something. So he's going back to his Jacob ways. But remember, he done dealt with God for a little while now. God done changed him a little bit. And so we're about to see that there's some more changes that have happened in him since then. And Jacob said, oh, God of my father, Abraham, and God of my father, Isaac, the Lord which standeth, uh, saideth unto me, Return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. You told me that. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. I walked out with nothing. Now I'm walking around, walking back with all this because of you. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. For I fear him. Tell the truth to the Lord. For I fear him, lest he will come and smite me. And the mother with the children. Kill me, my, my, my wives, and all the children too. And thou saidest, I will surely do thee good. That's what you told me, Lord. 
and make thy seed as the sands of the sea, which cannot be numbered for the multitude. And he lodged there that same night. He didn't turn around and run. He lodged there. He said, I'm not backing up. I came this far because I heard what you told me to do. I came this far trusting in you. I come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He's never failed me yet. Oh, 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 I can't turn around. I come this far by faith. I'm going to stay here. I know he coming. I'm not running this time. I know he coming and it could hurt me, harm me. I'm not running this time. He did something different. He did something non-Jacoby. That's a word. He did something non-Jacoby. He prayed this time. Demonstrating that he's already different than he was when he left the first time. Just like when the person comes back you might find out that they've already changed to an extent already. Even even be able to come this, this far. He already changed some in the right direction. Some. I didn't say all the way. I said some. I didn't say all the way. Because he still split them up. Now, some theologians call that wisdom. I call that street. <laughs> street wisdom. Praise God. Amen. But he at least didn't run this time. Let's go to start, drop down to verse 24. Something else happened too. Because he sent one group off to one direction, one group off in the next direction. So he's still Jacob because he sent one off in one direction, one in the next direction. He said, well, if I'm going to face him, I'm going to face him by myself. And he stayed there. But look what happened. Start with verse 6. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Huh? 24. I was just saying if you're still paying attention. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. We know that that man was a theophany. Some theologians say it was a Christophany, which was an appearance of Christ in the, in the Old Testament. Praise God. Some believe it was a theophany, an appearance of God in the midst of there. He says, and when he saw that he prevailed not against him, because he couldn't get he couldn't get up on God. He couldn't he couldn't prevail on God because you can't prevail on God. You can wrestle with him all day and night. God ain't you can't you can't get you can't get God. And so he wrestled all night. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men. And with men and with men and has prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. 
And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face. And my life is preserved. Jacob had an encounter with God. While on his way back. That changed him into another man. Prior to the recovery of the restoration with his brother Esau. Changed him into another man prior to his recovery and restoration of his relationship with his brother. And God is going to do the same thing to the person he bring him back to. Whether you know it or not, you can't see it. But God is changing them as they're on their way back. Changing them. In fact, God did three things to Jacob before he brought the restoration of the relationship between him and his brother. Number one is he touched his thigh. Which means he changed his walk. Because remember when he touched his thigh, he, it, it broke. Praise God. Which means he changed his walk. Walk represents the life and the lifestyle that he had. Walk represents the life and the lifestyle that he had. Part of what broke y'all up was their life and the lifestyle that they lived. But God has already touched their life and lifestyle and changed it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So that Jacob didn't walk like he walked when, he, when, when, when the relationship was broken. He didn't walk like he walked when the relationship was destroyed between him and his brother. His walk was changed by God. And you'll find out that that person's walk, their life, their lifestyle, the way they do what they do, the way that they used to jam you like they used to, it's been changed by God. Ask me why. Because God perfects those that concern you, the things that concern you. Because he already knows if they're still walking like they're walking when you get there, then you're going to end up walking up away from there. And so God said, I'm going to change them before you get there. Even though you don't think, you're still thinking about the same person coming. God said, no, it's going to be a changed person coming. I changed their walk. He also changed his name from Jacob to Israel. Causing him to no longer be the con man and the supplanter that he previously was. Causing, that caused a relationship to be broken up before. He ended that so that he can then be a different man that he was. Now, this one is going to rule like God. This one is going to be a blessed man that conducts himself like God is really in his life. And the third thing he did was blessed him. He put his blessing upon him. Another way of phrasing, he gave him favor, both with God and with men. So God is putting favor in the midst of their life. Praise God. Let's see the results. Let's go to chapter 33. Starting with verse 1. We see what happened when Esau finally met Jacob. Something unexpected happened. Starting with verse 1. And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, Esau came. Pause button. Could you imagine what was going through him when he looked up and saw Esau coming? He heard he was coming. Now he see him coming. I bet you, I bet you, you know, folk be saying butterflies. I bet you pterodactyls was running off of, <laughs> on the inside. Jurassic Park was all up on the inside of him. <laughs> around. 
I bet you his mind was racing. I bet you his, his heart was pounding. I bet you his sweat glands was, was dripping. I, I, I bet you his knees was knocking. I bet you his teeth was chattering. I, I, bet, I bet you he's thinking like, oh my goodness. And Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, Esau came. And with him, 400 men, just like he heard. Now, wait a minute now. It ain't 400 people in here. Could you imagine if 400 people was coming straight at you? 400 men are coming. I don't know. 400 men are coming. Led by somebody that could have broke you in half all by himself. So it's like, I'm in trouble. But I'm trusting God. But I'm trusting God. I said I'm not going to run. Plus that, I got a broke leg. I can't run anyway. I said I I ain't going to (laughs) run. And he divided the children unto Leah and unto Rachel and unto the two handmaids. And he put the handmaids and their children foremost. And Leah and his children after. And Rachel and Joseph hinder most. Remember I say he ain't changed him all the way yet. <laughs> Remember I told you he ain't changed him all the way yet. But he ain't going nowhere. And he passed over before them. And bowed himself to the ground seven times. Until he came near to his brother. Bowed himself to the ground. Prayed to God seven times. And Esau ran to meet him. Now can you imagine? He saw Esau coming. Now he's running at him. Oh, see. And Esau ran to meet him. And embraced him. And fell on his neck and kissed him. And they wept. And they wept. God, you said you would protect me. You said this would work out. Even though fears was hitting me from every angle, even though concern was hitting me from every angle, I trusted in you. And now I have restoration with my brother. And he lifted up his eyes and saw the women and the children and said, who are these with thee? And he said, the children which God hath graciously given thy servant. Look at him, still call him thy servant. Then the handmaids came near and they and they children and they bowed themselves. Now, all of them is now bowing around them. They all circled around them. Can I put a pause button right here? See, the restoration that's going to happen to you is going to affect way more people than just you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say about the promise of restoration and recovery God wants to bring our way. I hope even more that you're seeing that it's true, that recovery and restoration of relationships really is available to me and you. God wants to bring recovery and restoration into our lives of everything that's been lost and stolen in the lives of you and me. 
So come on, saints. Let's let God do what he says he wants to do. That is bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, there's something that I invite all the brothers out there to do. We invite all the brothers in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Breakfast of Champions Men's Breakfast at Word of Faith this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast that the sisters from Word of Faith prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God just for the brothers, that's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late, that's if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee that you'll be blessed, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.